I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Ladies and gentlemen, no, 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 let me do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome back to Written by the number one podcast in the world. Right behind all the other ones. Right behind all the other ones. Uh, I'm Chase. Um, Robert. And it is Rival Pitches. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> How you been, Chase? I'm good, man. I'm a I'm a scumbag doing scumbag things, you know? Oh. I don't know. What are, what are scumbag things? I don't know. <laughs> but I've been doing them. I went to the pool today. Oh, nice. Uh, and I was playing with a football and splashing people uh, that were just trying to suntan. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's scumbag. I'm scumbag. Activity. Yeah, man. Scum, I'm scumbagging it up. <laughs> uh, there, this lady, she was probably 25 tops around that age. She was just trying to read her book. I was too busy jumping in the pool like a toddler, man. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> they tell me to grow up, but you know what? I had a great time. And what? She got like three chapters into Pride and Prejudice? You could have done that at home. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. only one place to do cannonballs, baby, and that's the community <laughs> pool. I don't even live there. <laughs> oh, so you're just being a menace in other people's community. <laughs> Scumbagging it up, dude. Scumbagging it up. What have you been up to? Uh well, I think uh I think that the time for this podcast might be coming to a close soon, might be coming to an end, because as of yesterday, I'm officially Twitter famous, so I'm moving on up in the world. You don't need little old me anymore. (laughs) I got, I got one tweet. (laughs) It just, I, I just, I was watching Stranger Things and I randomly just tweeted it right before my girlfriend came over and I turned it off. And when you looked again, yeah, next thing I knew it, let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up here. 49.8 thousand likes with oh like with like almost 3000 retweets. And then you uh you were like no SoundCloud. But uh-huh. here's my vampire theme short film. S- 5 likes. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah, so let me uh last I checked. Of course this uh Man, th- this whole thing just goes to prove like the internet just isn't real life. No. This has had this has had no effect on anything. It's got like almost 50k likes, over 2 million impressions, and yet I've only I've only gotten like four or five new followers and dude, yeah. But at 40k cuz I like 40k likes around then cuz the tweet is vaguely vampire themed. Yeah. Playboy Cardi fans call themselves the Vamps. The I put vamps. I put our <laughs> vampire short film under it and I think it's gotten like twelve additional views. So well, that's not too twelve bad. more, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's funny that someone responded to the tweet of Single with Fangs that you did and said you stole this off of the Reddit. <laughs> I, w- I was curious about that. I don't 
Maybe he meant the original tweet, which I'm not on Reddit, so I would yeah, I wouldn't know. But it really makes it feel like he means the short film. Yeah, I know, right? Well, you didn't make that. You stole that off Reddit. Someone else responded to that. I think it's like hidden for some reason. I don't know why, but he said, "Oh, it's starring this guy." And there's just a oh, I saw that too. There's like a soccer player that I guess looks vaguely like you. I saw that too. I clicked it, and I was like, "I don't get it." Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. But you know what? The internet's wild, and so are we. And because we're so wild, we decided to write a movie about the most wild man in movies. That's right, guys. This week's rival pitch is the Hot Rod sequel. Yes, we are. We are both very passionate fans of the movie Hot Rod. Yes. If any of our listeners have not seen Hot Rod, it's a must-watch. Yeah, watch that now. If it you is, don't get Hot Rod, you don't get us. This movie is about a stunt performer named Rod and his quest to save his dad from dying of cancer by raising enough money. For the surgery. On AM radio. Yes, by doing a stunt on AM radio. It stars Andy Samberg. It was written and directed by the entire Lonely Island crew. Yep. This was their first big project yeah. after Saturday Night Live. You have Bill Hader. Yep. You have uh, Danny uh, McBride. McBride. You have Will Arnett, who is, you know, our golden exactly. boy. Yeah. I forget the dude's name, but the the dad is a big actor, too. Yeah, he's like he in is. the John Wick movies. Yeah, he's a pretty big deal. It's just a, it's just a great movie. Yeah, it's a very goofy movie. It's the type of thing that I'm sure that like a lot of the adults around the time it came out weren't that into. It did not make a lot of money. No, but it didn't. And it's not about, highly rated either. Exactly. But something about our generation it just gets, has latched onto this movie. We get it. It just clicks. Yes. And it is, I, I think it's fair to call this a cult classic oh, at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. It's, I've never met a person in real life that did not like Hot Rod. Yeah. This is how much I like Hot Rod. While, while preparing this, I went on like a 30-minute detour because the the soundtrack to this movie, so good. It's Half of it is like Europe songs, but like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of really good classic rock songs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was looking... They did a very limited... Well, first of all, you can't even listen to the entire soundtrack on Spotify, I guess, because of some, like, right stuff or really? whatever. So I was looking into buying the soundtrack. I'm a record collector. They had a very limited run of the Hot Rod soundtrack on vinyl, and I only... It's expensive. Yeah, I only found, like, three for sale. The cheapest one was, like, was like 60 bucks, and I had to ship it from Canada. But part of me was like, ugh. Should Ooh, should, should I hey, do man. it? Y- y- YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> That's a term that I hadn't heard in a long time, but someone brought it up the other week. <laughs> yeah. YOLO, man. Buy the Hot Rod soundtrack on vinyl. Man. They only oh, made my. so many. Maybe one yeah. day it'll be worth... Maybe when they release the second one. Yeah, when they do the second double. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think collecting stuff is just kind of fun to have. It is, yeah. And how much are vinyls? They're in that ballpark anyway, right? You know... 
When you say that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like twenty or thirty dollars for one. That's so like yeah, it's like worth pay sixty for a rare I'm one. I'ma do it. I'ma do it. I I've always been the friend uh-huh. that's like, don't ask me if you're trying to make a bad decision. <laughs> like someone will be like, Hey man, I just don't want to go to classic. Don't don't <laughs> don't go. And then I I do this whole monologue about how they shouldn't go to class and they're like, You're right, I'm gonna stay here with you and I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to class. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't spend that money for the Hot Rod soundtrack, uh-huh. but I think you should. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, man. I believe it's your week to go first. Okay. I think so. Man, I am probably more so than any other one. I'm kind of nervous about this one. Oh, because you, know? you don't want it to be a failure because yeah, yeah. it means a lot to us. I agree. I'm also a little nervous. Yeah. Also, I've. Like I had a little bit of time yesterday and I had a little bit of time just now, but I've had other things. Like I had, I had to talk to our actor in uh yeah yeah double date, which inspired by Hot Rod. Honestly, yeah, we have lines yeah. of dialogue ripped from Hot Rod. <laughs> we do, <laughs> we literally do. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. I before we get into this, I guess to transition a little bit more, just talk about Hot Rod. I saw a YouTube video essay one time talking about uh-huh. how. That one, uh, the Lonely Island sketch on SNL, the uh, Dear Sister uh-huh. with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. It talked about how that comedy sketch really shaped the humor for a whole generation. Yeah, the Gen Z surrealist. Yeah. And I think even like Hot Rod falls yeah. in that. Yeah, Hot Rod, even like that weird like Cool Beans segment was like kind of like <laughs> hopping cool on like internet beans. culture before. That was like mainstream in movies. Yeah. Hot yeah. Rod is just... It just, it clicks. Yeah. So good. All right. Now, Robert, let's hear your pitch for All Hot right. Rod. Hot Rod 2. Pitch for Hot Rod. Okay. So, <laughs> what I love so much about the first Hot Rod is it it's about a dude with a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to stop him from getting this dream. <laughs> Even the fact that he's not a good stuntman. Nope. It's not going to stop him from trying. <laughs> To be a stunt man. <laughs> so I was trying to think of where, what would be a story worth telling? Why would we revisit the lives of these characters? Because, of course, the first Hot Rod starts, Rod is a struggling stunt man who's living with his parents. How old is he in the first one? That was one thing I couldn't figure out. I don't know. I don't know. And then by the end, of course, he does a big jump. He jumps 15 buses, raises enough money for his dad's surgery. He had this one successful stunt. So essentially, what I'm going with is Rod was maybe in like his early 20s when that happened. That's what I was thinking too, yeah. Yeah. We have fast-forwarded to Rod is 29 on the precipice of turning 30. And nice. we open. He is still living with his parents with kevin and he is getting ready for a stunt he's brushing his mustache he's putting on a new outfit he's getting ready and kevin is like editing on his laptop and (laughs) kevin has continued down like the video editing route or whatever and he now has like a remote job where he's you know doing video editing or whatever for companies or whatever Rod's like, hey, I'm doing a jump. You got to come videotape my jump or whatever. He's like, I haven't used videotape in a while. It's like, dude, the jump. It's like, no, I got to edit this corporate thing. He's like, come on, jump, jump, jump. It's like, okay, fine, 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 Rod. And, of course, he's tearing through the house and everything, and he's 
just causing a wreck and his parents, particularly his grumpy dad, is like upset with him. But he's running out because he's got to do the jump. And he's calling all his friends on the way there. He's calling Rico. He's calling Dave. Neither of them could come out. Yeah. Danny McBride and Bill Hader. Exactly. Because <laughs> what we're getting at is they're all in their 30s now. They have transitioned on to normal lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny McBride's character, Rico, he is now married. Trash! Yes. He has two kids. Oh, man, that's <laughs> two good. Two very little toddlers. Because, of course, the, the people that, like, should not, not have be kids. dads are always the ones <laughs> that, like, have the most. A lot of kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that Dave is working as, like, a car mechanic, and he has a wife. And so neither of them could come out. But anyway, we see it's the local park, and there's a jump happening. We see posters for, like, Hot Rod, the guy who jumped 15 buses once. Stunt right now. Yeah. And just a bunch of neighborhood kids and everything are gathered around. And Rod stands up. He's like, today, this is going to be real special. I am recreating my most famous stunt. When I jumped 15 buses to save my dying dad. And we see there's like a <laughs> makeshift ramp. And instead of 15 buses, it's like 15 like of those toy electric cars yeah. that kids drive around. Just like a small version of it. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is my most popular stunt. About to do it again, kind of. And there's not a lot of people there or whatever. Kevin's videoing it or whatever. But anyway, he revs up his bike. He gets at the top of the hill. About to drive down on the ramp closes his eyes he's like spirit of the gazelle be with me he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and so he goes fast he's going down to the ramp he's got really good form he launches off of it everyone's watching trying to see what happened and it starts to get tense he almost loses his grip you know how he like let go of the bike at the end but then he grabs back onto (gasps) it and then we cut to a wide, and he's overshooting. Not only oh, is he jumped over all of the toy cars, but he's jumping, like, way too far. <laughs> he's not going to land on the ramp. And everyone's like, whoa! <laughs> and then what happens is he flies through the trees. He flies over a fence, and he lands in the neighborhood pool, <laughs> which is... <laughs> yes. Which, if you remember, is exactly where he ended up at the end of his first stunt in yeah. the first movie. Yeah. And so everyone's laughing at him. They're all like, ah, ha, 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 look at you. Oh, you look so dumb. And then Rod's in there, and he's like, but, but, but I did the stunt. I did, I jumped the buses. I did it. And then everyone's like, oh, you're such an idiot still, man. And he's like, but I've, I've, I overdid it. I've mastered my craft. What more do you want from me? I've mastered my craft. Yes. That is a very, that's a very line. Yeah. Hot rod line. So he's walking home with Kevin, just moping. He's soaking wet. I've mastered my craft. Actually, wait, no, he, he's not walking in with Kevin. Kevin just like left. So he's, he's walking home alone, soaking wet, just moping his head down. Because he hasn't he hasn't really gotten anywhere since the last one. Because what what we've realized is his big stunt where he jumped the fifteen buses, that's where he peaked. Peaked, yeah. Hasn't gone up from there. Anyway, he comes home, and his entire family 
is seated in the living room. And he's like, what, what is this? Are, are we re- reenacting a scene from a dramatic monologue or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, son, this is an intervention. <laughs> We're having a family meeting. He's like, what, what is this about? He sits them down. The mom is like, well, son, we've, we've been talking, you know, the two of us, and you turn 30 pretty soon. And he's like, oh, is this like an early birthday party deal or whatever? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, we, uh, we think it's time you move out of the house. <laughs> Dang. He's like, out of the house, but mom. And then the dad's like, Son, you're almost 30, and you've, you've been trying this little stunt thing, and I know it saved my life or whatever, and <laughs> you've earned my respect, but you aren't earning a living, so <laughs> you got to get out here. Me, me and your mom, we want to enter the next phase of our relationship, and we, we don't want you around for that. And he's like, oh, yeah. no. And Rod's like, but, but Dad, I need, I, I need to do all my stunts. Stunts literally saved your life. And he's like, you need to stop living in the past, son. You had one good stunt. It was a damn good stunt, but nothing's <laughs> happened since then. So that is it. It's time you move on like all your friends. <laughs> You've got until the day you turn 30, and we're kicking you out. Oh, son. snap. We got another time crunch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and so Rod's torn up about this, and then he's like, but but what about Kevin? And then the mom's like, oh, he could stay all he wants. It's like, yeah, he's our precious little baby angel. Oh, and he's like, ah, I need to go to a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rod goes to the woods and we get an epic like punch dancing montage. But this one, we turned the dial up like all the way to oh, 10 snap. on this one. He is like a master of acrobatics really good choreography he's flipping he's jumping off trees and everything and then at one point and of course this is like you know a big classic rock song type thing so it's really big and epic really gorgeous cinematography then at one point he starts to whistle starts to wave his hands around and the animals start coming out and it's like basically like a snow white type situation where all the animals are coming out birds are like flying on his shoulders or whatever the deer are coming out all the rabbits and raccoons are like dancing around too. Oh, Real man. epic moment. But then he hears like a crunch in the woods. He turns around. All the animals run away. And a real burly dude walks out in the woods. He's like, Whoa, what's going on here? He's like, Uh, nothing. This is just my quiet place. And then <laughs> the dude reveals itself. And this is a new character. His name is Dax Dangerfield. Dax Dangerfield. That's a sick name. Yeah. And preferably, if we could get him, we would love to cast Keanu Reeves as this character. Oh, man, yeah. Okay. this is an actual famous stuntman. Dax Dangerfield. Yeah. And Rod's like, whoa, you're you're famous stuntman Dax Dangerfield. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm out in these woods scouting for my new movie. Hey, I was Dangerfield, yeah. the movie. <laughs> I was, those are some sick moves you had there. It's like, oh, yeah, that's how I just like relieved my stress and everything. <laughs> it's like, hey, you look kind of familiar. Are you, are you a stuntman? He's like, what? Yeah, I, I am a stuntman. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I remember you from one thing 15 years ago or something. It's Dang, like, rip. <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever. Dang. It's like, yeah. Well, with moves like that, you know. I'm shooting a movie here soon and 
I think I think you could be a good fit for this. He's like, I'm going to give you my card. He just like throws it like a ninja star. It lands on a tree next to him. He's like, whoa, dude, you're the coolest. He turns around. <laughs> Dax Dangerfield is gone. Nowhere whoa. to be seen. <laughs> Disappears like Batman. <laughs> Dangerfield. Yeah. And so Rod is feeling pretty elated. He's like, oh, this is this could be good for me. And he's walking back home. He's about to go inside. And then he looks next door. And it's Denise. Denise. Denise is back next door. Yeah. She's like, Rod? He's like, oh, hey, Denise. You're back in town. He's like, yeah. Oh, my God, Rod. It's been so long. It's so good to see you. He's like, yeah, it's so good to see you, too. He's like, oh, wow. We just got so much <laughs> catching up to do. He's like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, you know, last time we were talking, you were breaking up with me or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> But anyway, Denise is like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a shame about all that. But hey, I would, I would still really love to catch up with you. It's like, you want to you wanna like get coffee or something? Sometimes he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we could we could catch up. I want to talk to you about like California and everything, what you're doing down there. He's like, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, Rod goes to Kevin. He's like, hey, I got an opportunity. The Dax Dangerfield wants me. In his new film, we got to train up. We got to get the crew back together. Yeah. And so Rod instantly pulls out his phone. He's like, it's time to get the crew back together. And then we just have like a quick montage of him like talking to Rico and Kevin. Because, of course, classic, everyone's in their 30s. Yeah, you, you you can't just like hang out with people. You got to make a plan. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you know, I got the kids and everything. They have soccer practice. I got to take them to school. I got a PTA meeting, and then he goes like, oh, I got to think with my wife. I actually I covering someone else's shift that night or oh, whatever. Dang. And so they're planning out. Rod's like got a calendar out, scratching out dates, and then finally they have a date like two and a half weeks from now. It's like, okay, I'll see you all in two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. What this movie is gonna be is I I basically want this to be like Rod's tick tick boom in a way. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, yeah, dude is like counting down to thirty, and he only has so much time to make something of his life, or is gonna feel like a failure. So, basically, leading up to the midpoint, that's kind of what this movie is gonna be. But of course, we uh we instantly go to. Rod and Denise are getting coffee. Rod gets there a little earlier, and who does he see as the barista? No. <laughs> no. Don't say it. Hold up. I lost his name. Oh, it's Barry Pasternak, who was the uh, AM radio guy. He is now oh, snap. working at the coffee shop. He's like, dude, I haven't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, I'm just here making coffees or whatever. It's like, yeah, I guess I don't drink coffee a lot, but... Hey, how's the AM radio thing going? He's like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Rod. AM radio is not in a good state right now. <laughs> you know, uh, it was bad enough we had to compete with FM radio and television. But then this new thing came around, Rod. I don't, I don't know if you heard of podcasts. He's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of podcasts. It's like, yeah, it's like AM radio, but longer no ad breaks and clearer audio. It's like I don't I don't know why anyone would be into that. It's like <laughs> Yeah, AM radio. Still holding out for it, but yeah, it's basically just conservative talk show hosts now. So 
<laughs> he's like, oh man, that really sucks. It's like, yeah, I actually, I have a tattoo that expresses my frustration about this. And he just like pulls up his shirt and shows his back. He's got, you remember my tattoo from before, but now <laughs> I have a tattoo of, uh, <laughs> there's just the logos for like the Apple podcast app and Spotify and they're being shot and they're like bleeding. <laughs> and then you'll notice that floating safely above all them is an AM radio with, <laughs> with a Glock. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, it's really cool. <laughs> I just want to play coffee. You can put your shirt back on. <laughs> you can put your shirt back on. But then Denise appears, and they get to talking. And essentially what we learn is Denise, she and Rod, their relationship didn't last but a few months after the first movie. Mm. And she uh, she moved to California, and she has a big, important job there. We don't really know what it is because, you know, Rod doesn't understand it. It's just like a grown-up job or whatever. Nice. But still, you know, they're being friendly. They're talking to each other. And of course, and he's like, oh, you still doing your stunts? And he's like, yeah, I'm still doing them. I actually, I might, I might be in a movie soon. Ooh. With Dax Dangerfield. Like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, oh, he's really cool. I prom- promise. He's, the best. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, Rod, I, I always admired you for always being yourself and always just doing your own thing. And you know, that's, that's actually partly what inspired me to like, take a risk, go out to California and do my own thing. And it, it's worked out. And yeah, you know, it's a shame we didn't work out, but you know, st- stunting was always your first love. You know, you always had to be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it, it's a shame we didn't work out either, but, but the game is my girlfriend now. <laughs> it's like, anyway, what brings you back here? And then we hear, a, we hear off screen, a, Hey babe. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, we turn around and it's Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna be the barista earlier. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Okay, but hold on, cause Rod is instantly like Jonathan, and he stands up. He's like Jonathan, you. And then Will Arnett is like, "What? Who? Who's that?" And then <laughs> Denise is like, "Oh no, this this isn't Jonathan. Now this is my new boyfriend, Joshua." <laughs> and <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. And That's then Will Arnett is like, oh, I'm pleased to meet you. And Rod's like, oh, sorry, I'm a little shaky. You you look a lot like someone else. And he's like, oh, yeah, he does kind of look like Jonathan or whatever. People always said I had a type. That's curious. <laughs> Dude, that's genius. That's really yeah. good. But anyway, we get to talking to Joshua now. And Joshua <laughs> is an app developer. And he's talking about all these, like, weird apps or whatever. And about, you know, his corporate synergy and about how his you know, his app that like helps you buy post-it notes or whatever is like <laughs> going to change the world. <laughs> yeah. Post-it. Yeah. And essentially he's got about the same vibe as Jonathan, but he's, you know, he's a tech bro and he's also a little nicer too. Mm. Like he isn't as much of a jerk, but so it's like, <laughs> Oh, so you two are kind of, kind of seem serious. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm back in town with my parents. We're planning our wedding that's happening soon. He's like, wedding? It's like, yeah, Rod, did you not get the Dang. invitation? And then we just, you know, see a quick clip of him just, like, carrying in the mail. He's like, junk mail, junk mail, junk mail, junk mail. <laughs> but anyway, we see Rod. He goes to Rico's house. He's got two little girls, both toddlers. They're both troublemakers, both not behaving. 
He's like, look, Rico, I need you to come back. And Rico's like, oh, man, dude, I love to. You know I like making stump bikes more than anything or whatever. It's like, to be honest, I don't really remember what I did. He's like, I don't either, but you were an important part. He's like, really? Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And he's like, dude, I'm going to be in this movie, and we're going to take off. And it's like, you aren't you aren't just like a dad or a husband or whatever. Like, I'm sure those are cool too, but you you need to be on the stunt team. And then Rico, you know, he could tell he's torn. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to do something for me. I'm going to join the crew. And then Rod visits Dave, and he's got a wife and a nice job as a mechanic. And his wife is just like equally as weird as he is. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I would love... Uh, if you remember Gale the Snail from It's Always Sunny, yeah. you want like that sort of vibe <laughs> to it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they have a very wholesome but weird relationship. And Dave, you know, just being himself, it's like, oh, hey, Rod, welcome here. Hey, we're about to have dinner. Come join us. <laughs> and, of course, dinner is just like a it's like a hot dog wrapped in bologna or something. And, <laughs> bologna dogs. Yeah, bologna dogs. And yeah. <laughs> their house is a mess or whatever. But he's like, Dude, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to live your dream. And then Dave's thinking about it, but he gets his wife's blessing. They share a, a kind of gross kiss, and then yeah. they do they do can like he be, the... Can he be played by Kristen Wiig? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at some point, of course, they do like the lady and the tramp thing, but with the baloney dog or whatever. So, you know, <laughs> weird couple. <laughs> And then Rod comes back because the last person he's got to convince is Kevin, who is now editing corporate videos at his remote job. He's trying to have a remote Zoom meeting or whatever. And he's like, Kevin, you got to come make stump videos. You got to come make stump videos. And it's like, but Rod, I'm, you know, I'm starting to like actually have a career in this video stuff. He's like, dude, how long have we been brothers? <laughs> just, 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 we're technically stepbrothers. How long have we been bros? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everything I do, I do with you. We always do things together. And I think this this is going to be big. And so finally, Kevin agrees. And so they have, finally, it's like two and a half weeks later, they have their big crew meeting in the garage. He's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Uh, I got to get all new bike and stuff. And we got to do a few quick gigs to just cover the repairs and everything. And so they're doing just a bunch of quick stunts around town. Of course, they try to do runs one stunt, but Rico's brought his kids along, and they kind of ruin it. And That's then good. Yeah, yeah. Rod tries to do another stunt, but uh, Dave is like distracted by his wife or something, and he <laughs> forgets to like screw something in the bike, and it blows up or something. <laughs> Fun stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, Rod's coming back home, and his dad is like making fun of him it's like oh you're not gonna make it and then one day rod comes back and all his stuff is just like packed up already oh, it's like dang. just saving you some time son <laughs> <laughs> but anyway they're doing other things kev is cutting videos or whatever they're putting them online but they aren't getting any views or anything yeah but anyway after all the failed stunts they have a team meeting it's like hey I know you all have your other things going on, but you need to focus on the stunt work or whatever. He's like, I know you love your kids. I know you love your wife, but it, it's all stunting for the next two weeks. We just stunting over here. Yeah. Stunting on these hoes. Yeah. So Rod has a lunch with Denise. He's been looking forward to it all week. 
He doesn't expect Joshua to be there, but of course he turns up. So it's like an awkward yeah. three person date. And Rod obviously like kind of still has feelings for Denise, but he's trying to like be discreet about it without letting Joshua in know. on it. Yeah. yeah. So we get that scene. But now we're up at the midpoint where Rod is finally on his first film set. He brings his entire crew. He's all decked out. He's got a new bike, new gear, rolls up to Dax Dangerfield. He's like, all right, I'm ready for my big stunt. He's like, whoa, that that looks pretty sweet, Rod. He's like, yeah, my crew made it. He's like, oh, yeah, Uh, new stuntmen don't usually bring an entire crew, but, you know, cool. I respect (laughs) it, man. (laughs) Anyway, they're doing a rehearsal for a stunt. It's a Mad Max-style movie. It's called Angry Alex and <laughs> just nice. a bunch of people on bikes and cars, post-apocalyptic get up or whatever. They're rehearsing. It's like, all right, so a main character is going to be driving in the car and then a bunch of 15 bikers are going to leap off here, and go out. And so as they're doing it, Rod realizes that he's not close to the camera at all. He's like very far in the back and he's only <laughs> there for like a few seconds and that's not going to be enough to make a big break into right. the stunt industry, especially not before his birthday, just in a few days. And so he hatches a plan. He's like, all right, I got to I gotta be in the camera more. And so <laughs> the next day they're shooting it for real. And they do the stunt. And the bikers like kind of go through in the background or whatever. But then he swerves and starts to go up to the car or whatever. <laughs> but of course, this is a very carefully choreographed scene. And he just ends up like causing a bunch of collisions around him. And he just like narrowly escapes. And all the crew members are like shouting at him like, no, Rod, don't go there. Don't do that or whatever. But he ends up like the big car that the main character is in. It, like, almost crashes into him, but he does, like, a really sick maneuver to, like, just get out of it. And Dax is watching that. He's like, oh, that that wasn't bad. And then the director is actually kind of pleased with it. He's like, I don't know what went wrong there with that idiot, but this looks better than what I had planned. And so all of a sudden, Rod is in on the inner circle. And Dax is like, you're going to be a star stuntman. Yeah. (laughs) And so... When we cut to Rod next, he he is Hollywood now. He is <laughs> Hollywood hot rod. Yeah. He's got a tan. He's, you know, dressing like a, you know, like a pimp or like a Brad Pitt <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood. Nice. Uh, he he kind of looks like a cross between Brad Pitt and handsome Squidward. If that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> And he's just laid money on a big new house oh, in snap. Los Angeles. He's walking around with Dax Dangerfield. People are taking pictures, mostly with Dax, but one or two with him. And he's got his crew with him. He's like, hey, my 30th birthday party at my new house. <laughs> and so he invites everyone out to his L.A. home. And there's a big birthday bash there. And... If anyone out here has watched the session, this is basically like the 30th birthday party or 40th birthday party. I forget what. And that where that one dude just parties way too hard (laughs) and gets a little too emotional at the end. But he uh, he's invited Denise and Joshua and he's invited all of the crew. 
and he's talking. It's like, man, this is going to be such a cool next step. And this house is big enough for all of us. We could all live here. And then that's where he goes like, hey, you know, cool idea. I like that a lot. But, you know, my, my kids are still back at home. And I think I think my wife would kill me if I, <laughs> I moved in with the bros. So I might, I might have to pass on that one. He's like, but Rico, you're, you're an essential part of this crew. Uh, I'm not thinking of any reasons why off the top of my head, but you are, man. <laughs> Very important. And then, of course, he turns to Dave. He's like, well, Dave, Kevin, I guess it's just the two of us. And that's when Dave is like, oh, actually, broski, you know, I, <laughs> I'm i actually really liking my job back home. And me and my wife, we're actually thinking of starting a business where we, you know, deep fry bologna and hot dogs or whatever. So, <laughs> bologna dogs. you know, it's, it's been our cool little side project that we've been doing. We <laughs> might want to do that. And then Rod's like, what, you too? He's like, but Kevin, you'll stay here with me, right? He's like, uh, uh, I guess, but I might, you know, I, I was trying to tell you, Rod, but I actually, I got offered a job at an ad agency. It's like an ad agency. And it's like, yeah, you know, I just... I love making, love making cool little content and Instagram reels. And now this agency liked it and they saw some of the stunt videos I made for you. And <laughs> basically they offered me a job where I can make all the Instagram reels I want. <laughs> He's like, what? First of all, they, they saw the stunt videos and they thought, they thought you were the best part of that. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, no offense, man, but I, I think the stunts carry on those. I think the stick stunts carry. He's like, but Rod, I, I just, I really want this job, and I, th- I think I'm going to take it. And then Rod's upset, and then he looks over and he sees Denise and Joshua just having a good time, and. Of course, after getting shut down by all his friends, he started hitting the drinks a little too hard. He walks up to Denise when Joshua like goes away to go to the bathroom or something, and he tries to profess his love for Denise. But oh, of course, no. he's doing it. He's not going about it really good away. It's all slurred, way too loud or whatever. Rip. He's caused a scene, and Denise is like, Rod, maybe, maybe you should just sit down. And he's like, no, Denise. We always belong together. <laughs> we should have been a thing. You should leave Joshua right now. And then Joshua comes back. He's like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> are whoa, man. Yeah. Bro. It's like, you know, Rod, you would you would do good. I'm I'm actually investing in a new app. It's for it's for people that love motorcycles and want to date. And you should you should join this and it's like no i don't want to join your stupid app jonathan need to go to my quiet place and then he realizes wait i'm in out los angeles i don't, I don't have, have a quiet, quiet place. place but then anyway everybody leaves the party because he's just like get out and he's all alone in his big house and what follows is the hollywood life just kind of isn't working out for him too well He's not getting as many gigs as he thought he would. We have a scene where he gets like one like corporate sponsorship, like a commercial type thing, and he just blows it because Rod's not an actor. So he's just trying to say the one line like 30 Mm. times, like get your game on with G fuel, but he just can't do it. He flubs it every time. And then eventually he's trying to talk to Dax. He's trying to hang out with Dax's crew one night but they're like oh 
broad. We were actually, we were thinking we were going to hit this club, like, just us. And it's like, yeah, the bouncer only wants, like, famous people any i'm so sorry rod but oh no we're just we're gonna go in here real quick and then rod is left out all alone the bouncer won't let him in or whatever and of course one by one the crew members are starting to like move back home and then finally kevin has packed up all his stuff he's moving back home and then rod like for real there's no one in the house it's this big house and he now can't pay for it anymore. He kind of went crazy with all the stuff. He essentially was like Nicolas Cage in his heyday. He just kind of bought yeah. bought every weird thing. And he's not affording the rent on his house. He's sleeping alone in his house for the first time. He looks across from the room. Because, of course, he set up Kevin's bed <laughs> across oh. from his. <laughs> because they always slept oh. together. <laughs> and this is just like the classic like a sibling like sleeping alone for the first time but he's doing it when he's 30 and so he's just Shh. sitting there alone looking at the empty bed where kevin would be and then he calls kevin and kevin's like yo what's up man he's like oh nothing How, what's up with you do you do you want to do you want to sing me my night night song he's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> rod <laughs> You're 30 now. It's like, I just want my night night song. <laughs> <He just sings laughs> my night night song. <laughs> and anyway, Rod's not doing great. He's behind all his rent. He's in a lot of debt. He's not booking roles. He can't get Dax to answer his calls. Dang. And then finally he has to hand over the keys of this new house. Rip. He's got to move back home. <laughs> Man. He shows up on the doorstep. He's like, please leave me a place to stay. And the, the dad's like, I don't know. And then the mom's like, oh, of course you can, Rod. <laughs> anyway, Rod is kind of upset. But then he sees Denise next door. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry about that one night or whatever. He's like, yeah, it's okay, Rod. I'm glad you apologized. Like, you really like this Jonathan dude. You know, I think so. I mean, yeah, but you, you were right that one night. There was... I don't know. There was just a little, a little something with you that I don't think I've ever felt since. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was just we were young, and now I'm grown up or whatever. And then Rod's upset. He's sitting alone in the living room. His dad walks up to him. And he's like, "So, son, when, uh, you know, your mother said we should talk or whatever, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry the the movie stuff didn't work out, son." He's like. That's all right, Dad. You know, this is the deepest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, look, I know. Look, there's no secret. I don't really like you, son. <laughs> you're my stepson. You're not my real son. Uh, frankly, I think I think you're a little annoying. <laughs> Personality just rubs you the wrong way. But, you know, when you beat the crap out of me that one night, you're in my respect. I'm always respect you, Rod. <laughs> And, you know, if you, if you could beat me, if you could beat me up, I think you could do anything you put your mind to. So, you got a week before we kick you out again. But uh, it's like, uh, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the week. But, uh, and then he starts to cry. He's like, uh, I, I appreciate all that, man. Thank you so much. And then they like <laughs> hug it out or whatever. He's not much of a hugger, but he's doing it anyway. But anyway, he gets a call. It's from Dax Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Yeah. He's like, hey, Rod. Um, you know, I'm I'm really sorry 
about what happened and everything, but look, I want to make it up to you. Uh, I kind of, I had an injury. I was doing a, doing a big jump. I was doing a rehearsal for this big jump and I broke both my ankles, but, uh, there's a really big stunt that's happening. Uh, it's for, it's basically, it's a Fast and the Furious type movie, but it's called the, the Brisk and the Brooding. <laughs> for <laughs> the, the new Brisk and the Brooding movie. That's and good. man, it's a really big jump. And none of the other, every other stuntman in Hollywood is just too scared to do it. And I figured, I know one person dumb enough to attempt this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Rod Kimball. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do this jump? He's like, yeah, what's the jump? He's like, you got to jump 15 tanks. <laughs> He's like, oh. I've done 15 buses. 15 tanks should be enough. He's like, when is it? He's like, this date. And it's the same date as Denise's mm. wedding. Mm. And so he calls up Denise and he's like, hey, I don't think I can make your wedding. And Denise sounds a little a little sad about that. But he's like, you know what? I get it. I get it, Rod. And then Rod's like, oh, man. I got to. This is my, my big shot. I got to call the crew. And he calls them up, both of them. And he's like, hey. I'm really sorry about everything. I was I was a jerk to you. I was a real piece of work. But listen, I'm doing I'm doing this big jump, and I just love it if my boys could be out there to see it. And that's when Rico is like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll come. I'll bring the kids along." He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you should come. It's gonna be pretty sick or whatever." And then, <laughs> and then Dave's like, "You know what? I'm into." And so, it's the day, the set is set up. They're like shooting in town. And it's 15 tanks. Oh, snap. Your Rod's looking all nervous. Dax Dangerfield is there. He's in crutches. He's like, you could do this. You know, they've, they've been saying that, like, this is a near impossible stunt. And that, honestly, it sh- we shouldn't even be allowed to do this. And part of the reason you're even getting to do this is because, you know, you're not really on our insurance plan or whatever. <laughs> and... Basically, every stuntman just says, this is like the kiss of death. And I mean, look at me. I'm like the best in the world. And I, I broke my ankles. But I'm sure you got this, Rod. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I do. And anyway, it's time for the big jump. And we're intercutting with footage of Denise's wedding and Jonathan walking oh, that's up. That's good. That's good. And Rod is thinking about it. He's calling upon all the animal souls, the bottlenose dolphin, <laughs> the lion, <sighs> grizzly bear. <laughs> The, the common goldfish. <laughs> and then he goes to do the stunt. But then as he's as he's driving his bike down, he's just seeing flashes of the wedding and Denise <laughs> and Joshua. And then he's thinking about it. And that's when he's like, no, I can't do this. And then he, I got to go get Denise. No. But then he's already kind of halfway up the ramp <laughs> as he has this epiphany. And so he just like launches off the ramp and he's like crashing through a bunch of props or whatever. Of course, Dax is like, what are you doing, man? He's like, I got to go get Denise. I'm sorry. He's like, if you leave this set, you're fired. He's like, OK, you'll never work in Hollywood again. Oh, no. And he's like, I got to go get Denise. And then Dave is just like. You're going on the bike? He's like, yeah, I'm going on the bike. No time. He's like, you don't want to take a car? He's like, no. <laughs> and then we just get just a really epic sequence of him tearing through 
like the woods, going yeah. through the trees, almost running into trees and animals and stuff, going over ravines and cliffs. And then he's on the highway and then he tears through a small town and there's a bunch of people or whatever. Really epic motorcycle sequence. Nice. But anyway, he drives his bike through the church and he screeches to a halt <laughs> right in the aisle. And he just yells, I object. <laughs> and the minister is just like, well, we weren't really at that part yet. He's like, well, I object. And then Denise's like, Rod. And then that's when Rod gives a really passionate speech about, you know, we have something, Denise. And I'm sorry how it was before that I always put stunts before you. But what I've come to realize, what I've learned through my friends is that, you know, there are things in life that are more important than stunts. And they're people. You're my favorite person. And I love you, Denise. <laughs> and then Kevin, Dave, and Rico are just there. It's like, oh, that's so that's so sad. That's so sweet. I love that. And then Rod's like, what? How did you get here? He's like, oh, we've been here for a while. Yeah, we took the car. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's a good like, you what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we just, it was just a little down the road. We just took the interstate. I don't know why you like went through the forest and everything like that it was like oh maybe that would have been more efficient but then Rod and Denise meet up and then that's when Denise is like I'm sorry Joshua but I love Rod and then they kiss oh yeah and then that's when Joshua is like no he throws down his earpiece like my plan failed babe 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 and then they're walking out of the wedding or whatever. That's what like Dave and Rico are talking. He's like, wait, so I'm confused. Was he actually, was he actually Jonathan the whole time? He's like, I don't really know. I don't know. It's a, it's a little weird. <laughs> you said babe like that. <laughs> but anyway, our epilogue scene is it's another cookout scene, just like the end of the first one. But now it's Rod and Denise in their own little house in their town. Nice. They're hosted everybody. And Rod and Denise now have a little baby. And Aww. Rod has put a fake mustache on the baby. Yes. <laughs> His mom is like, you shouldn't really have that on the baby. And Rod's like, it looks sick. super cool. Yeah. It looks yeah. Sick. And then, you know, a fight breaks out or whatever. And the end. Man, that is good. It's just called Hot Rod 2? Yeah. I feel like you. we should double down on the... Uh, the meme sequel names uh-huh so you could be like too hot too rod i was i was thinking something like a. do they ever specify like what town they live in i don't think they do okay yeah uh, i think it's pretty ambiguous i would love to like take a take like a small town or even not a small town but like a I don't know. They got to take place in California. Maybe it's like Hot Rod 2, Sacramento Drift or something. Sacramento, that's that's good. That would be really funny. Uh, mine, I have some similar themes, but I, I think we went we went separate ways. So uh, mine's Hot Rod 2, Electric Boogaloo. Nice. Thank you. Uh, so mine, the movie came out 15 years ago, roughly. Uh, mine is set 15 years later. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like real time since the first movie. That way, all the actors are actual, actually their ages that they are sure. now. Yeah. Um, in my 15 years since the original movie, so after the big jump at the end of the first one, he actually becomes a successful touring stunt performer, um, in like the same vein as Evil Knievel. Um, 
I took a lot of inspiration from like uh, the Tony Hawk documentary on HBO. Okay. Where it's like he was doing those stadium shows where they were just like, did you see it? No. Oh well, you should watch it first okay. of all. It's a fantastic documentary. It's on HBO Max. But uh, he when Tony Hawk was at his peak, he was doing these like stadium shows where this is skateboarders and motocross guys and and BMX people and stuff like that. So it's like that where he has his own stunt show that tours all over the country and it was really popular because he got super famous off of his big jump um but now he's older and the whole crew has kind of gone their separate ways over the over the years uh dave who's bill Hader's character he works as a mechanic in nascar nice uh rico who's danny mcbride is security for margot robbie <laughs> And uh, he's madly in love with Margot Robbie. And so <laughs> there's a bunch of jokes where, like, he keeps trying to save Margot Robbie, but, like, she's not in danger. And he's like, I'll give you mouth to mouth or whatever. Uh, Kevin, uh, who's Rod's brother, is still his manager, though. They're tight. Okay. He's pretty much running Rod's whole operation. And Denise is his wife. They got married after the first movie. Um, So... He really hit his prime right after the events of the first movie. For about five years, he was touring all over. He was doing these stadium shows. He had a video game come out that was super successful. It was called uh, Hot Rod Pro Stuntman. That's what it was called. Hot Rod Pro Stuntman. Super successful video game. So he was making good money. He, they bought a house. They had a, um, happily ever after, right? But that was only for about five years. And then it started to go downhill. And for the past 10 years, he's been, they've been like barely scraping by. It's like these, uh, these big performers, like in, after they're just not hot anymore. Yeah. Like he still does the stadium shows, but there's like a hundred people. Uh -huh. And they give out a ton of free tickets to try to fill the seats to get people uh, to, so it looks nice for the videos. Uh, and it just really feels like it's over for him. His stunt career is over. And um, Denise, I, I accidentally wrote her, the actress's name, Isla. <laughs> uh, Denise tells Rod that she's pregnant. And she's pretty much like, in order to support the baby, and because I'm afraid you're going to die, she suggests finding a different career. And Rod's like, you know what? You're right. I'm just not what I used to be, but I want to go out in style. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to get the team back together for one last great stunt. He's going to uh, officially join stuntman history by being the first person since Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel's son, to jump the Grand Canyon. And in order to do that, if he does it, he would be matching the world record for the longest jump on a motorbike, and he would be able to, to retire in glory instead of in shame of his uh, low um, uh, energy final stadium shows that, that no one really goes to anymore. So he starts preparing for the jump. The problem is, and it's always kind of been his problem, he's not good at landing the jumps. Yeah, like he's been doing these stadium shows for fifteen years, and he's never and he always ends the stadium show with a big the big finale is he jumps the buses, just like he did to get famous, yeah. but uh, in he can't land the jumps, 
And so in order for him to not die every night or every show, they created this like um, this trick floor where it cushions the fall, where it's essentially a crash pad, but the audience can't see it. So it looks like he's just hitting the ground really hard Mm -hmm. and you're paying to see him fail, essentially, just like Evil Knievel. Uh, but the problem with that is if he jumps the, the Grand Canyon, yeah. there's no room for error. He has to <laughs> land on the other side of that ramp, yeah. and there's no place to hide a crash pad because it's outdoors. Everybody can see. He's going to have to learn to actually be a good stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave and Rico, the boys are back. Their job is to try to modify the bike to go faster, faster engine, turbo, so that way he can make the jump. Rod and Kevin are trying to train Rod to land the actual jump. And uh, because if he doesn't do it, he will most likely die. This is high stakes. And then the B-plot of the movie, while all this is going on, is that Denise is worried that Rod is either going to die, or he's just not, or, or worse, he's going to refuse to give up stunts. He's just not going to be able to give up stunts. So she reaches out to her ex-boyfriend, Jonathan, who's played by Will Arnett, for a job at his office. And he keeps uh, uh, basically a ton of funny scenes where he's trying to steal her back, even though he's married with three kids. <laughs> he keeps trying to steal her back. And the low point of the movie is when Rod finds out about Denise's job. She's been trying to keep it secret, and he thinks that she doesn't believe in him. And they have this big emotional moment, and she explains, like, it's not... It's not that she doesn't believe in him. It's just like, it's, it's about their daughter. And he goes, wait, it's a girl? She goes, yeah, I found out this morning. And he just calls off the stunt. He's filled with emotion. He's having a daughter. He calls off the stunt right there. He calls the boys. They're not happy about it. Um, and neither is uh, his brother. It, the, his brother's subplot is that he's married to a gold digger. Uh, who's also a serial killer, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Like, there's like, it's never said, but there's all these like background gags where it's like kind of applied she's been murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would be funny. Um, and so they're all kind of upset because they they got the boys back there. They're going to do this awesome stunt. And, um, and Rod, Rod says no. And he starts working a retail job at Gap. I, th- I thought that would be the funniest yeah. retail store <laughs> at Gap so he could support his family and, um, and he just gets really depressed. Is he like dressed up all normal like yeah. in the first episode? When he <laughs> yeah. He's a shopping cart of liquor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. He's very depressed. He's at Gap. He's dr- I guess he's drinking out of a flask on the clock. And um, Jonathan shows up to buy some new vests at the Ooh. Gap <laughs> and sees him there and just starts dying laughing. He's like, oh, this is rich. You work at the Gap? And he and he's really just bullying him and he gets real emotional and he's like, I need to go to my quiet place. <laughs> yeah. Just like in yours. Yes. He goes to his quiet place and he punch rages his way out. But the big difference is instead of the big scene where he falls down the cliff and he has an epiphany, yeah. he just finishes dance raging. He takes a deep breath. He puts his name tag back on, makes sure his khakis are all good, and he walks right back into the gap and just keeps working. And he just kind of has like this single tear <laughs> where it's just like he's doing this for his family. Yeah. Um, and, we're, and we're visiting all of the uh, other characters uh, with their lives as well. And they're not, they're, all their lives aren't going great. 
like um, Bill Hader. He wore, he's a mechanic at NASCAR, but like he accidentally messed up, and so his racer blew up and died. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and so like his life's not going oh. good. And then the gold digger, it, they're not making as much money since uh, now. Uh, his job was the road manager, and so now they're not on the road, so he's not really making money, and so she's threatening to leave him and kill him maybe because she's a serial killer. <laughs> um, and then one day, um, uh, Denise is at work, and Jonathan has the whole office dying laughing about Rod working at the Gap and all of them just making fun of Rod, and this is all happening in front of Denise, and she just loses her cool, and she slaps him in the face, and she storms out, and she goes, and she gets all the guys from all of their different workplaces, and they drive to the gap where Rod is, and they walk in the front, the, the motion sliding doors of the gap, real dramatic, and Rod's like, what's going on? What are, what are you guys all doing here? And she's like, you're going to jump the Grand Canyon. And he's like, yeah! And so the event is on, and it gets a ton of media coverage because this is the first time anyone's attempted to jump the Grand Canyon since uh, Evil Knievel's son did it all the way back in like the 90s. And so Rod's getting ready for this big jump and him and Kevin are having this moment. He's like, Kevin, man, I, I still can't land the jump. Like, what? I'm going to die. And he's like, no, you're not, Rod. And he hands him this new jumpsuit that he's been working on all mm -hmm. movie. <laughs> And when you open the arms, it's got like flying squirrel wings. It's like a glider. And he's like, when it's time for you to land, just jump off the bike and glide down to your feet. And everyone will think it's on purpose. He's like, but that doesn't count as landing. I, it wouldn't count as the trick. I wouldn't get the record. And he's like, but you'd be alive for your daughter. And, and so this is huge event. It's all over TV. And like tons of people are there. This is a huge thing because everybody expects him to die. And everybody wants to be there for the death of Hot Rod. And Rod has to make this decision, which is, do I bail early and fly down to safely using my new jumpsuit wings? Or do I try to land the jump and make history? Stuntman history. And he takes off. Or, he, you know, he does the calling the spirit animals. Yeah. He takes off. It's slow motion. And in midair, <clears throat> he's got to make this decision. He looks over. He sees his pregnant wife, and his face tightens, and he looks determined, and he makes his decision. He dismounts early. He f glides down on his feet. The bike crashes and explodes, but he lands, and it looks sick. It looks like he literally flew. He lands on his feet. The crowd goes crazy. People are losing their minds. There's flash bulbs of cameras. Everyone's so happy and even though he didn't technically land it so he doesn't get the world record he didn't he can't say that he jumped the grand canyon and landed it but everyone still lost their minds and uh, he has this emotional moment with his wife and his friends and it's and he made the right decision he knows he made the right decision uh but then he's kind of sad because he's like well i gotta go back to the gap and he just, the, the look in his eye, he just looks so depressed. And the video guy walks up. The guy who made Hot Rod Pro Stuntman hands him a check for $5 million. <laughs> and he says, congratulations, Rod. We're making Hot Rod Pro Stuntman 2. <laughs> he doesn't have to go back to the job at the Gap. 
He's got five million dollars. The video game blows up. Like the end credit scene is just like how popular the video game gets. Yeah. He doesn't have to go back to the gap, and he lives happily ever after. Him and all of his boys as stunt team of the of the world, and that is Hot Rod Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> nice I took a lot of inspiration from Tony Hawk with Tony Hawk Pro Skater I also took a lot of inspiration from Evil Knievel how he couldn't hang up the, the stunts yeah yeah for his family yeah so so is Rod just coasting on video game money for <laughs> coasting on video game money and I think he because of the popularity he does like his stunt career is takes off again oh nice yeah okay. and this time he's he's financially smart cool yeah yeah i like that yeah a lot, a lot of common themes in both of them yeah 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 i think what we both tried to do is make the first one but without him forgetting the lessons learned in the first one yeah and i, I think we both i think we both did that yeah yeah I definitely, I try to, like, approach it as, like, yours has elements of it, too. But just a story about someone who wants, who has this dream and they want it so bad. But now that they're older, other people are, like, kind of moving on. Yeah. 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 Because I've seen it, like, happen with a lot of people, with, like, a lot of crews of, like, people older than us. Where it's, like, there's one person that just believes in it is going to keep working and then everybody and else then slowly wait yeah people like just have normal lives or whatever yeah that might be us i know yeah <laughs> that's probably gonna be us yeah sadly and, and both of ours rod rod chooses his family, family over yeah yeah over everything else yeah yeah guys hot rod 2 uh, <laughs> hot rod 2 we're the guys making the sequel man yeah I think, yeah, I think I'm going to try to change how I do my rival pitches after this one. I went all out on this one because it's hot rod. Because <laughs> it's hot rod. I used to think it was gonna, I was going to have a hard time like trying to fill at least 30 minutes of pitching. But yeah. something clicked over the past few weeks where it's like, no, you've now I just go yeah. over. Dude, you've been killing yeah. it. Yeah. With yeah. not a lot of preparation either. You said you only had like a little bit of time, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think about it though. Because I definitely like, I want this show to be like preparation for Real you know, a possible yeah. yeah future career. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to rethink it. Hey, that's yeah. why we're doing this, guys. We're learning. We're trying to help you learn. <laughs> we're all learning. Yeah. All the time. Guys, thank you for listening to Written By. Remember, you can vote for which one you want to be made, you know, hypothetically, on our Instagram, at Written By Pod. Email us suggestions for the bowl. We put all of them in the bowl. We don't cheat. We pull your suggestions. At uh, Email us your suggestions, writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Hey, for this one in particular, send us a movie you would like to see us pitch a sequel on. Yes. We, we, I want to know what movie deserves a two. That doesn't have one. That doesn't have one. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a ton of fun. Enjoy these pitches. This is my pitch for a Hot Rod sequel. 
we open on Rod. He's doing a stunt for some local kids in the neighborhood. He hasn't really gone anywhere since the last movie. That stunt where he jumped the 15 buses, that's kind of where he peaked. He's still living at home, and his parents have a family meeting. They say, Rod, you're about to turn 30. When you turn 30, you have to move out. And so this is basically Rod's tick, tick, boom. He's counting down till the days he turns 30. He's still trying to make his dream happen. He gets an opportunity. A famous stunt performer, Dax Dangerfield, sees his stuff. He's like, you might have a future in the movie business. And so he tries to get all the crew back together, but they're all in their 30s. They have wives and kids, and Kevin has a job. And this is just basically a story about this dude trying to live out his dreams, even though everyone's getting older, everyone else is moving on. And then finally, he has to choose between stunts and Denise. Hot Rod 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's been 15 years since the first movie, and since the the last big jump at the end of the movie, Hot Rod has become a huge success. He's gone on tour all over the country, and for five good years, he was on top of the world doing stadium shows where he was jumping and doing stunts and people going crazy, flaming fire rings. But then the following 10 years has kind of been slow people don't really care about him anymore he was hot he had his 15 minutes but now no one really cares and so my movie is all about uh, his new wife who is of course Denise from the last movie is pregnant and she's saying you need to figure out a new career so he's going to go out with a bang by jumping the Grand Canyon this movie is all about how he has to make the decision does he go out with a bang or does he choose family and I think this will be the greatest sequel since Godfather Part 2. Hey, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And now, we throw it to you, the listeners, to decide which pitch you liked the best. Which Hot Rod 2 pitch do you want to see become an actual sequel? Is it mine? Is it Chase's? Let us know. Vote by going to our Instagram, going to the post that we posted today, August 15th. It has the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player. And you're going to leave a comment voting for me or Chase. And again, at the end of the year, we're going to tally up all the winners. And whoever won the most rival pitches will be getting a special prize that we haven't decided yet. Guys, last week, our classic book adaptations episode, there was actually a tie on that one. That's the second tie we've had this season. So yeah, don't don't forget to vote because you, you could be the determining, deciding factor for who wins that week on Rival Pitches. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Guys, our Instagram is at writtenbypod on Instagram. That's the best place to stay up to date with everything we're doing. We're posting a lot of fun stuff there. Also, we've been we've been posting some more letterbox stuff over there. Some funny reviews, some funny lists, and we're trying to get a community going on letterbox. So you can follow both of us. I'm at Robert two underscores Isaac, and Chase is at Bridges Parody on Letterboxd. If you want to give us a follow, it'll be a good good time but yeah written by pod 
on Instagram. Our email is at writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. You could send in suggestions that go into our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of the From the Bowl episodes. You could also send suggestions for rival pitch episodes. Again, we asked in this episode, but if you have a movie you want to hear us pitch a sequel for, email writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. We got a great From the Bowl episode coming at you next week. See you then.